Welcome to This Youth Generation, working to improve the quality of life for youth in our community. I am your host, Dion D. Price, author and youth life skills coach. I'm looking forward to engaging you on the topic of critical issues concerning today's youth generation by way of informative edutainment through storytelling, discussions, and interviews. If you're a parent, educator, or youth worker, this program will be a valuable resource for you. Let's get to it. This youth generation, Dion Price, life of a youth worker. This is episode number 23, I believe. And we have the honor of having a guest, a professional in the field, to talk about issues concerning today's youth generation and the people who serve this population. That means parents, youth workers, right? So it is my pleasure and honor to have Brother Daryl Roberts, the CEO and co-founder of the Roberts Family Development Center. Thank you. I know you're busy. You probably just got out of a meeting. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. To it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Right on, right on. So right off the bat, those of you who don't know, just a little bit, we're in Northern California. Yeah. We have Sacramento. You got the Bay Area. You got Oakland. You got San Jose. You got the Tenderloin. We got some, you know, the, what they call Northern California. We got some issues up here with youth and the population that we serve, and the challenge is large. Yes, sir. So, Speaking of where you are and the environment you're in, what made you plant this seed and start the Roberts Family Development Center? Uh, Dion, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't, it's, I think it was a series of, of uh, moments in life. One, you recognize that you have a gift I think coming out of college, I, you know, I kind of recognized I had a little bit of a leadership gift. Uh, I wasn't as, as impressed with politics as I thought would be, I would be coming out of college, you know. So um, being at the Capitol did not uh, thrill me the way I thought it would have when I was in college, looking at it as a possible career or, or an occupation, you know. Um, leaving the Capitol, uh, man, about 1987 or so, uh, after spending a little time at the Department of Education, I fell in love with the thought of doing work in the community. Mm -hmm. And it literally was that which began planting the seed that in 2001 created the Roberts Fan Development Center dream. And toward, almost 20, 21 years later, we're here to be able to talk about that. But quite honestly, it really was the steps from 1987 to 2001, the Urban League, uh, St. Hope Academy, Kevin Johnson's dream, working with Kevin, watching him maneuver, watching him deal with people mm -hmm. and uh, watching him maneuver and work through things with folks that didn't look like him or didn't look like me. It, it, it was interesting for me. Because you guys have a heartbeat for the community and yep. you know what's yep. going on. How do you get parents excited about coming to kids' right. school? Right. You know, there were a whole series of things that we started doing to get kids, parents to come to schools. But I just started telling parents, you need to give that same enthusiasm in the open house or the back to school night or meeting with a teacher as you did in basketball season. Wow. The things that happened a few Sundays ago in Sacramento when we call it a mass shooting, it really was a gang, gang warfare. We found out later on that day. We knew that hour what yeah. it was. We did. We really did. But it, it's easier to say mass shooting because that allows you to keep the face. You had a Kings game that night, so you didn't want to scare other people. Oh, yeah. You know, and within a few days, you start seeing a video of the kid, kids on, on a 
on the video talking about we're going to go down there and pop them. And then you see some of their friends saying, yo, bro, stop doing that on Facebook. Right. Facebook Live. You're on Facebook Live doing this. Get off that. IG, get Instagram with that silliness. But <laughs> in this business, you have to maintain yeah. your integrity. Yeah. And you're, integrity. Not gonna be, you're not going to be um, in harmony with everyone all the time. But if you stay, all, if you maintain yeah. your integrity, what's right, yeah. maintain that. The, the fruit will, will fall where it's supposed to fall eventually. You know, yeah, you know, you know, most of us are fortunate enough, most of us doing this work, especially get to a certain certain level, you become I always call it flavor of the month. You yeah. might be flavor a couple months. Some of y'all, some of us maybe flavor for a year. We had a year stretch where every dinner that was going on in town was honoring Robert Shannon Development Center. Uh, but that didn't happen once they started saying that I, now he, he was asking for money for himself one time. Now he's talking about $12 million for all. Uh -huh. You got to recognize what the goal is. If the goal is simply to serve oneself, that's not much of a goal. Not at all. The goal is to serve the community. It's a lofty goal worthy of going after. Let's talk about the, the mission of, of the overall mission of Roberts Family Development Center and how it has evolved into what it is today. Yeah, we are blessed to be, some people consider one of the institutional pillars. We've been at it 21 years. We employ, you know, 80 to 90 people every year, year round. You know, we have 50 people on payroll, unfortunately. And I say that unfortunately because it means you have a responsibility as the steward of that organization to make sure that things are done properly right. and in order. Uh, so that's the responsibility that comes with starting off to be a real, just an academic, you know, mission. And uh, hey, we had 13 kids that first year. And by the summer, we had 30. By the next year, we had 60. And it began growing from there. And today we probably serve close to 600 kids every day. And this summer. And multiple yeah. schools throughout. Multiple, the, the yeah. School. And I realized when you're in a community-based organization space, and listen to this, young leaders, sometimes you can create an evaluation tool that shows your highlights. But if the person on the other end was don't want to accept that tool, they will simply push holes in it. And they will use scientific and academic terms to minimize the importance of the work you're doing. Don't give up. Don't give up. Someday, somebody's going to believe that. And when they believe that, you will continue to excel. Uh, Dion, I know people don't believe this, but we have continued to grow. In spite of some of the challenges we had two years ago, we continue to grow. In spite of COVID, we've continued to grow. I, I was monitoring over, over the, the COVID when everything shut down. Yeah. I was minor. You were still rocking and rolling. Oh, we were rolling, baby. Yeah, we we did it. Because yeah. the work don't stop. We, Things are different. When the environment we, changes, you guys have been very instrumental in knowing when to adjust to the environment. Yeah. You made the necessary adjustments to keep serving. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you what's interesting because I have some young leaders who um, probably, uh, I give them a lot of credit, but they don't get credit because other people don't see them in that space mm -hmm. as much as I'm pushing them to it. They're with the order now. I'm, they're going to all the meetings now. I don't go to no meetings. I don't. And that's, yeah. that's that indirect thing that I like that we we plant seeds. We can't do this seeds yeah. forever. So what nope. we're doing and what you're doing is indirectly building, planting that yeah. seed so that work yeah. can outlive you. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. that. Some people want to hold on and they don't trust, right? They, I don't think they I don't think they realize how easy for things to stop if you do that. Right. Because if you don't give your institution some historical perspective of the work that you've been doing, the new people coming in, because the old people are gonna leave. 
Mm-hmm. The old people gonna move, they're gonna move out the way because at some point they get tired of you not giving them responsibility. So now I'm giving them responsibility. Can't leave, can't leave because of that. And I'm trying to pay you a little bit more money. But if you're looking to have make that that amount, nonprofits don't really make that amount, not community-based nonprofits. It, we're yep. seeing a tremendous turnaround and yep. youth services. Ooh. I wrote a, 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 a column and had a podcast about this turnaround. And here's what's happening: the private sector is pulling yep. them because. They're yeah. thirsty. They're giving bonuses, yeah. And, yeah. and unfortunately, nonprofits yeah. we can't yeah. do that. Can't do so that. we got to sell them on the value that's not monetary. So how you do you do that when they can go to the the county of Sacramento yeah. or Solano yeah. County or Sacramento oh, yeah. County and make a oh, hundred grand yeah. for one yeah. of those positions that's below yeah. easily? Yeah. How do you, I, how do you I, deal with that? And I'm gonna tell you something: the people who go and do that, they end up not happy very quickly. Especially if you have the spirit that we have, Dion, because we realize once we get boxed in that space, right. it's difficult for us to succeed. Mm-hmm. And we find ourselves uh, longing for the freedom that comes with running your own shop. Uh, I, I wake up every day, man, and I, I have the ability to do what I want to do, work on the project I want to work on. And yes, there's some deadlines, but I have people now who take responsibility for those deadlines. Mm-hmm. because my vision or my ideas is what I have to begin pushing and figure out ways to pay for those things. Yeah. Because you are not a very good leader if all you have is ideas with no ability to bring resources to the table. Execute. And see, if you can't talk to me about the results that should come out of the, your work with our kids, then I'm concerned. In your yeah. role and your experience, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges with this generation of them leading a prosperous life. What do you think one of the biggest challenges is in today's youth generation in our communities? Lack of consistency Mm. around them. A lack of consistency that they see. And see, if you see a consistent role model or consistent people and they're consistent in your life and they are showing you the way you have an opportunity to make it. But inconsistency causes the retarded growth, retards your growth. It really... It, 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 your development is not as good as it could be. So many of our kids are not being nourished consistently. So that means they consistency in their home environment or the community? Every place. Every place. It's their home, it's the school setting, it's their neighborhood. That's what we've gotten away from, the inconsistencies that we've allowed to occur. Crack cocaine, there's a lot of it. We can talk about for a whole day. You know, we can spend the time that we need to spend on that. But in spite of crack, just like in spite of the pandemic, we moving forward. In spite of crack cocaine, we got to move forward. We have to recognize what meant, what, what happened, but now we got to move forward. We got to mistrust in each other. Mm-hmm. We got to stop. We got to, we need to figure out ways to work with each other. Mm-hmm. I call you sometimes and say, D, send me a bio so I can put it in the, in the range. Right. And thinking is that no, you offer something for our kids that we don't have now and since i'm not looking to develop that piece deandra provides uh employment training stuff for us with our kids that this summer gonna be on display again right. and i say again because we've done it before and we'll do it again but that's what organizations have to do right. i like that point because that's also a lesson to our young people one thing everything is about the numbers you have yeah. to have a quantifiable measure yep. for everything yep. the yep. numbers is what it is right yep it's a yep. numbers game. Every, our, our entire community or world is driven right. by numbers. Right? Now, yep. you know we have to be passionate, but you also yep. have to be humble. And you have to have a desire and a love for this work to be able to put up with all the drama and the political stuff. So what do you do in that family 
to keep those those workers hungry and in love. How do you keep it fresh and excited in your environment to keep the Roberts family development a, yeah. a, a beautiful place to work? How do you do that? I think I, I think my biggest my biggest strength is the willingness to bring leaders in to do what they do. Believe you better get people smarter than Absolutely. you. Absolutely. If you're smarter the smartest you. man in the room, then you need to be a bigger, right. bigger room. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but realistically, at some point, you may be the smartest one at the beginning, but if you're really trying to go to the next level and the next level and the next level, you have to surround yourself with people. When, uh, when it was announced about COVID and California shutting down, we were at the Children's Defense Funds, Freedom School, summer training, actually the, the leaders training. So I'm surrounded by all 12 of my leaders. And when it hit, then they were talking about Zoom. I had no clue what Zoom was. Wow. I was talking about the time the Commodore was Zoom. Fly away. Nobody else is going to do it. Yeah. All I want to do is Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Right. And I always compare this to uh, sports is a beautiful lesson for us. If you're okay. a coach, you want a specialist in every area. I need a defensive guy. I need a rebounder. You have a smart guy, a smart person to handle yeah. your finances. You got somebody to do this. You got somebody. You got to put yep. an experts yep. got to do the things that you can't yep. do yourself. You may have a superstar in your yep. company, yep. but you also got yep. a rebounder. You got a rapist. You got a Dennis Rodman. You got somebody that does specifically <laughs> those dirty work things that no one else can do, right? This is the truth. The first year we started, D, we had, a, I called them the eighteen. We had all everybody on the on that campus, college graduate. Everybody was everybody was articulate. Everybody was spoken word artists and this, that, and the other. I'm talking about all of them. They were led by a young brother who later on is going to be going to, be, going to become a leader in Sacramento, and I saw that in it. Yes. So he is the one I then identified as the leader. They ran that poor young man crazy. Wow. Every day, the something else was going on to the point in the fourth week, it was the sixth week pro in the fourth week, I about to shut it down. When we've had our most success, we've had one leader and we've had a whole bunch of Indians, Indians whole bunch players. Of, you know, lieutenants. Whole, players yeah, that's it. I always ask youth Go. workers this question. If Go. you had some advice for some parents or youth workers mm. uh, yeah. that you had to give them, what would it be in respects to this youth generation in the Sacramento area, what advice would you give parents and youth workers that you think yeah. they really need in today's youth generation? D, I think the real tough question is, do you really want to do this work? Not, not get a job. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do this work? Wow. I, I've been doing this interview process for years. Very rarely do I miss a point when somebody has passion for the work. And I don't really spend much time on when they got passion for the work. And I could, we can teach them the skill set. Yeah. We could teach them, well, look, uh, uh, whatever we're working on at that time, um, whatever the literacy-based approach we're using, whatever the math instruction we're using at that time, we can teach you that. Mm -hmm. But I can't teach you passion. Huh. I can't teach you caring. And if you tell me that you care, and I hear it in the words, I'm not, I, and I don't have to, Ask, why do you want to do this? Now, my question is, are my other leaders willing to assist that person to learn the skill set without being intimidated by without being intimidated by the passion? See, we don't realize sometimes we get intimidated by other people's passion. So if you're doing this youth work and somebody breaks your nerve because they're always excited about the work, please think check your check your stuff. Don't check their stuff, check your stuff. Maybe you have lost the zeal. There you go. Maybe 
had the zeal. Maybe this was just a job for you. And you found somebody who it is a passion for, is a calling for. It's different, man. You know, there's another question. Let me hit you with this one. Yeah, go ahead. Young people, Mm -hmm. we I compare dealing with youth like the game of baseball. If you get you know, baseball is 60% failure. You may yep, get ten at bats if you seventy percent nailed fit. Yeah, yeah, on, 70, right. 70%. Yeah. If you hit four hundred, you a superstar, right? You're you a superstar. Man, you legendary. Yeah, you three times that means seventy percent. You make money, money. Yep. I compare that to to our work because you may talk to ten youth and maybe six or seven of them uh, they're not gonna listen, but three or four of them gonna get the message. You're gonna be able to celebrate them. But there's a lot of I want to say fuck, but disappointments in our business. So yeah, if you had to tell some young people something, uh-huh. understanding the dangerous environment, what would right. you tell this young person that if you want them to survive this environment we're in right now, what kind of advice would you give a young person, a Tay age person? If we give them enough, enough doses of the good stuff, stuff that we offer, they're not going down that way. Mm-hmm. See, if we give them enough doses of good stuff, mistakes are still happening. Mistakes yeah. will still occur. But if we give them enough good doses, they're not going to that part. Excuse me. They're not only not going to that party, they're going to find something else to do. Mm-hmm. Or if we are doing enough good stuff, we're giving them alternative to that party. Because see, that party got shut up three weeks ago. So yeah. we know that that party is, is, a, is a dangerous space to be in. Exactly. And sometimes our kids get involved with stuff that uh, other people have gotten them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to ra- surround our kids with a nucleus of friends. Right. that are not looking to do the other things and maybe pop-ups become the way we do it on friday night so when i go in pretty much the same kids are there yeah they're spot it's you know they're yeah. that, that's the biggest challenge because we that influence is powerful uh oh. and i say that the, the influence of sex violence and and yeah. on our culture music culture yeah. hip-hop culture did a column yeah. recently called death of a rap star where so many of our young aspiring hip-hop culture is all about death and, and a lot of ill-spirited stuff and our young people gravitate toward it what dr marshall say all it takes is one bad decision one bad decision that can, that can be everything yeah. and so when i would yeah when doc when doc would say that when dr marshall would say that, or even his brother jerry marshall yeah. we talked about that it really was recognizing that was our goal Mm -hmm. give them other things to do so being in a space where making bad decisions was less and less so what do you see is the is the employment environment for our youth uh after covid right now to give them that in the door in the sacramento area well being honest uh it's uh it's tough yeah being i can lie to you and make some glorious you know comment about it but it's tough uh Many of us are recognizing how difficult it is to, to have young people work. Uh, some of our young people have figured out that they can make almost as much on unemployment as long as they can get it versus working. So their uh, their incentive to work isn't quite there. It, it makes it hard. It you makes, also have the, now you yeah. have the, the the gig economy, the door yeah. and the Uber. Yeah. And that's that. not traditional, yep. but they don't have to have those traditional soft skills that they're going to need for traditional employment. So a lot yep. of them, I know young men that's choosing, I can DoorDash for a while. I'm making three thirty, you know, thirty dollars an hour on DoorDash. So why yep. why, why do I need to look for a job? You got people like that, yeah. and that's because their but their satisfaction is in the thirty dollars. So you've asked your satisfaction. I can't compete with that. One of the biggest yeah. challenges as an employer, and I I've had to struggle with that. I've yeah. chosen a, a folks 
with multiple advanced degrees yeah. oh, I've been successful in this work because they don't have those fundamentals or dependabilities, those uh, the attendance value, the time management. I'm like, wow. So I would take a person that know that to your point, have the passion, has some experience working, may not have the formal degrees, but if you can show up on time and show up and, and be in the presence of these young people, yeah. not just be here physically, but be here in spirit every day. We can't be afraid of those who want to be entrepreneurs or leaders of organizations themselves. Let me tell you why I said it. Because I have had under my tutelage some of the most, um, it's recognizing that we're different, but recognizing they have a role too. So their role in our organization didn't fit because they really want to be their own boss. Right. And they couldn't figure out why am I, why is, why is he asking me to do it this way or this way? Why does he not want me to do that? Why doesn't he do this? It's because really what you want to do is be your own boss and you're not willing yet to take that chance. So I'm going to let you go so that you can do that because as a, so there's a point in everybody's life if you really are a leader and you get the opportunity to do your own thing, you just go do it. Okay. And then that's you know? okay. And that means Nothing. you've outgrown this role and we thank you for your yeah. position while you were yeah. here. And now yeah. somebody else can fill in that. Man, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is beautiful. <laughs> I sure yeah. appreciate this time. Oh, man. It's always a good time talking to you. And I and I appreciate what you do. Yeah. Anything I can do to support the call, yes, tap on my shoulder. You know, we're part of a couple of the same cloth. We yes, do. Sir. So I appreciate you, brother. Uh, All right, have a good evening. Appreciate the time. Appreciate right. you, Dick. Bye-bye right. now. Good night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this program, download the podcast or subscribe to the channel. We appreciate your support.